This episode of The Witch Wave is brought to you by Vera Meat. Vera Meat creates divinely weird and whimsical jewelry for those with unusual taste. Her pop-a-culture talismans are playful and stylish, like her talk-to-the-witch-hand palmistry ring, vampire-luck golden fang necklace, and her brand-new tarot collection, which allows you now to adorn yourself in meaningful, magical tarot card imagery. Vera Meat also uses healing, supportive stones in her pieces, like garnet, and black sapphire. She's also got apparel and accessories covered in moons, runes, and witchy babes. And Witchwave listeners can use code WITCHWAVE for 60% off orders on verameat.com through January 2022. You heard that right. You get 60. That's 60% off using offer code WITCHWAVE all one word, at verameat.com. That's V-E-R-A-M as in magic, E-A-T dot com. This episode of The Witch Wave is brought to you by Blaspheme Boutique, a witchy boutique in Las Vegas, Nevada. Blaspheme Boutique features clothing, jewelry, books, oddities, mystical goods, readings, classes, and more. Having started on Etsy six years ago, the owner, Charlie Hanks, moved her handmade candles and hand-screen-printed apparel, along with goods from local artists, small businesses, and some dark brands, into a witchy little corner of Sin City in June of last year. Use code WITCHWAVE for 10% off any purchase on the website at blasphemeboutique.com. That's B-L-A-S-P-H-E-M-E boutique.com. And you can follow them on Instagram or TikTok at Blaspheme Boutique. This episode of The Witch Wave is brought to you by Sanctuary. You don't have to fear Mercury retrograde. Sanctuary is here to help with psychic readings, daily horoscopes, tarot cards, and more for guidance every step of the way. Surviving Mercury retrograde is all about understanding how the planet uniquely impacts you. In the Sanctuary app, their expert astrologers can help you explore your own astrology and learn how to cope with the alleged chaos with confidence. You can get an astrology reading today, and you can even go beyond astrology to connect with expert psychic and tarot readers to understand the messages the universe is sending. Are you ready to explore the stars? Talk with a psychic live right now with the Sanctuary app. Best of all, your first psychic, tarot, or astrology reading with Sanctuary is only $4.99 for five minutes. So go on ahead and download the Sanctuary app from the Apple or Google Play Store. The world is filled with bewitching people, and you might be one too. Welcome to the podcast where art is magic, magic is real, and reality is stranger than dreams. I'm Pam Grossman, and this is The Witch Wave.
Hello and welcome to the Witch Wave. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2022. And I am so grateful to have this show and this community to plug back into right now because I've been feeling pretty blah. (laughs) And you can quote me on that. Now, I don't want to bring anybody down by listing all of the various anxieties swirling around in my head, but if you're feeling blah as well, please know that I see you, I feel you, and I am with you. I mean, look, it is nearly two fucking years of this pandemic, and that's on top of generalized seasonal blues that I often feel in wintertime, and I'm not even going to get into all the other national and global worries. And on a super personal note, I'm admittedly feeling less than sparkly about my creative life right now. You know, I have this new book out that I co-edited, which is the witchcraft book from Tashin, which was such a dream come true to work on in so many ways, but which also came out during this pandemic. And that meant that supply chain issues delayed its arrival for lots of readers, and we still haven't been able to do any sort of in-person book events or celebrations. And so as proud as I am of this book, and I am so proud of it, It also feels a little bit abstract, and like me and my co-editor and all of the contributors haven't quite gotten, I don't know if closure is the right word, but the big ta-da, hooray party that ritualistically can be really meaningful when a public project is finally launched into the world. Because as exciting as it is to complete a creative project, There's also a bit of creative postpartum depression that can kick in. As Chani Nicholas reminds us, quote, Putting your creations into the world is often followed by a feeling of emptiness, depletion, and sometimes even remorse. This is normal. Unquote. So yeah, I guess I'm feeling a little bit of that normal post-book launch blues, I suppose. And I keep telling myself that, oh, we'll do some great book events when we can safely do so again. But at this point, the timing is very much TBD. And maybe you can relate to this. I bet you can. A lot of my 2022 currently feels very TBD. In terms of new projects, I am percolating a bunch of ideas, but it's honestly not fully clear yet which is meant to come into fruition. I had this really big project that I was working on in the background for the past two years that has hit a wall and may or may not move forward. I have travel I was planning that now feels very much up in the air, and even immediate plans to go to museums or movies or other things that feed my soul here in New York City are of course on pause, as we are waiting for this latest COVID wave to go down. 2022. TB motherfucking D. Now, I'm not telling you all of this just to vent, but because I am fairly certain that you are feeling some of this too, or some variation of this, 
and that you're feeling it in regard to your own projects and plans, your own families and friends, your own interior lives. And that begs the question, what now? I wish so much that I had the magic power to fix all of this, to make all of us feel better in all the ways. But what I can do is to remind you and me of all the things we can do in this moment. So first, I recommend acknowledging these feelings to, in your own way, do what I just did and just say to yourself or a loved one or a therapist or just writing it down, this sucks. This is hard. This is painful. I think it's important to let ourselves feel that and be in touch with our aching hearts. And maybe that's where you're at right now, and that's all you can manage, and that's really okay. But I myself am ready to find little ways of moving through this. Or maybe a better way of putting it is moving with this. How can we feel blah and also find some soothing or even some sparkle. And let me tell you, I've been reminded over the past couple weeks that one way to find it is by connecting with other people. And I know that is so cliche, but my goodness, has it been helping me and have I been learning that lesson over and over again. This past weekend, I saw one of my very best friends in the world who was in town, and even though we had to be masked or else walk outside in the cold, cold New York City weather, being with her lifted my spirits so much. As she said to me, Pammy, you are such a tonic to my soul. And I feel exactly the same way about her. Another thing that really helped brighten my outlook is the conversation you're about to hear me have with Veronica Varlow, author, burlesque performer, and self-proclaimed love witch. And I'm going to give you a little behind-the-scenes candor on this one and tell you that when I began this conversation, I was not in a great mood. I was super stressed, super tired, and I adore this podcast But some stuff was going on with the production that made this episode a real challenge to come together, etc., etc. But as you will soon witness, being around Veronica's magic and radiance helped raise my energy. And by the end of the conversation, I felt like I had taken a delicious, nourishing elixir. So I just want to remind all of us that none of us has to do this alone. And so right now, I encourage you to connect with someone or several someones in your community. It can be a phone call, a text, a walk, a letter. It can be an overtly magical collaboration you invite them to partake in, an offer of support for them a poem you love, a Netflix viewing date, or it can just be a simple I'm thinking of you. But I promise you, 
You will feel better if you do it, and they'll feel better too. It's so important to connect to capital S spirit, but I believe that that spirit dwells in everybody, in ourselves, and in each other. I hope that this conversation with our Witch Wave community member, Veronica Varlow, helps comfort your blue heart like it did mine and helps raise your spirits too. But before we get to that, first, let's check and see what's come through on The Witch Wire. Who is it? Witches! Leslie writes, Hi, Pam. First of all, thank you for your excellent podcast and community-building work. It's so helpful to hear the thoughts of other like-minded people. I often downplay the role that the witch has had in my life. I also recognize that whatever I call my philosophy, she will be there. My question is this. I am a staunch atheist who does not believe in God, gods, goddesses, or any hierarchical power of authority. I know there are many atheist witches, and I know the divine is understood by some practitioners as myth and metaphor, a mirror to reflect our own story that I find valuable and necessary. My adherence to witchcraft comes from a belief in the interconnectedness of the universe a shared oneness of all plants and animals, and the power that lives in this connection. I don't pretend to know anything for certain, of course, if only I had that kind of hubris. So my question, rather my problem is, after all this time, I'm not quite sure how to invoke the magic I know is there without, quote, divinity, getting in the way. My notion of the sacred is tainted by the fact that we humans tend to worship ourselves and call that God. I value any insight you have. Hi, Leslie. I am so happy that you asked this question because I bet you that lots of folks listening to this can relate. And I think if I'm parsing it correctly... The issue that you're having is that a lot of the popularized notions of divinity seem hierarchical, authoritarian, and these deities have been anthropomorphized. In other words, they've been given human attributes, names, personalities, stories. I'm reminded of that great Zora Neale Hurston quote where she writes, Gods always behave like the people who make them. So I can totally understand why someone might bristle at the idea of worshiping or at least being in relationship with some personified higher power. You wrote, we humans tend to worship ourselves and call that God. And so that implies to me that you feel like it's problematic to deify something that you think is just a projection of our imperfect selves. Now, I might argue that we ourselves are sacred too, and that's the paradox or one of the paradoxes of spirituality. It's about seeing something as sacred that is in everything, including ourselves, but is also somehow greater than the sum of all of us. 
For me, it actually helps to have certain deities and entities that have names and stories and signifiers because it's honestly easier for me to have a relationship with something or someone that I can picture in my mind's eye and associate with certain energies and intentions. Do I think Artemis is a literal material being up in the sky with her lunar bow and arrow? Not exactly. But I also know that she as a mythopoetic spiritual being is real and effective and deeply inspiring for me and others. And that my relationship with her is true. For you, it sounds like that orientation doesn't feel quite right, and I have such respect for that. So I invite you to come up with your own language. I love spirit, or capital S spirit as I call it, as a really beautiful, elastic term, which for me feels more resonant than the name God, just because, and again, I'm speaking for myself, the name God has so many layers and contexts and associations that are hard for me to detach from the astonishing, ineffable all that the word points to. For you, I'm guessing that maybe even the word spirit might feel too, well, spiritual. So let's look at your own language. You wrote to me of a shared oneness. So maybe oneness is the term you can invoke when you are connecting to or giving thanks to whatever that unnameable, ineffable force is. Or maybe you don't need any words at all. And just allowing yourself to feel and know that connection is all you need. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I don't think it, whatever it is, is, cares what names or faces we give it, as long as our intentions are good and our actions are loving. If you're attempting in your own personal way to connect with it, to know it, to be a conductor of it in your own life, then that, my friend, is all the magic you need. Now, on to my guest. Veronica Varlow is the last of a line of bohemian witches, a fourth-generation intuitive, best-selling author, and international burlesque showgirl. She is the author of the absolutely breathtaking book, Bohemian Magic, Witchcraft and Secret Spells to Electrify Your Life. She is also a confidence and sensuality coach who has been featured on The Tonight Show, Playboy, CNN, and MTV in 150 countries worldwide. Veronica and her husband, David Varlow, established the branch of witchcraft known as Spectaculous, an intersection of the bohemian magic legacy of Veronica's grandmother, Helen, and Varlow's rock and roll pagan practices, which stem from natural mysticism and instinctive creativity. Veronica is also one of the co-founders of the infamous Chelsea Hotel Coven in New York City, and the founder of Witch Camp, 
which is held at the Magic House in Woodstock, New York. Veronica has performed and done love magic rituals of many flavors all over the underground art scene, including at House of Yes, Shanghai Mermaid, and Dances of Vice. And her client list includes Chanel, Tiffany & Co., Vogue, Marc Jacobs, Creative Time with David Byrne, and the Whitney Museum of American Art. Veronica joined me from her home in Brooklyn via Zoom. Veronica Varlow, welcome to the Witch Wave. Hello, Pam. Hello, everyone. It's so good to be here and doing this sound spell on the airwaves with you today. Yes, and I am so, so happy. I get to gaze at your beautiful face. My listeners, unfortunately, don't get to gaze at your beautiful face right now, but go Google her. See her in person. She's an absolute (laughs) stunning glamour witch. So, Veronica, on that note... I want to talk to you about the fact that you call yourself the Love Witch. And I have to say, I'm a huge fan of the film The Love Witch. 100%. It's the best. (laughs) Can you please, just by way of introduction, share with us why Love Witch feels like the right moniker or magical name for yourself? Sure. So I grew up with my grandmother, Helen, and Grandma Helen, she was teaching me how to do her bohemian magic from the time I was five years old and could understand what was happening. And her purpose was love. There's this thing in bohemian magic where they say that when you hold a baby in your arms, you get their purpose. When the mother holds the baby in their arms, they understand what their purpose is. And my grandmother said my purpose was the mirror and that I was supposed to reflect the beauty and the love back to other people. So my purpose is to be around people, sit with people, and I can see the very best of people and help them amplify that, stand in their power and feel strong. I love love. I am such a love addict. I love life. I love (laughs) everything about it. Most of my spells that people call me to do or request are love spells, and they're my specialty. Ooh, and she takes a sip of tea or some kind of elixir for punctuation. Beautiful mic drop. So, Veronica, you just used the word bohemian. Your book is called Bohemian Magic, Witchcraft and Secret Spells to Electrify Your Life. And I know that the word bohemian has a few different meanings. And in your case, I think two of the primary meanings really apply. So can you unpack that word for us? Sure. So my grandmother, Helen, where the majority and the foundation of the magic that's in this book My great-grandmother came from the western part of what was once Czechoslovakia, which is known as Bohemia. Mm -hmm. So the foundations of the spells and the magic that I do is Bohemian magic. Literal Bohemia. (laughs) Literal Bohemian (laughs) magic from Bohemia. And the second choice of that word, Bohemia and Bohemian, is about the artists, the kind of outcasts of society, 
And that is something that I have always felt aligned with. Our coven is at the Chelsea Hotel, which uh. is uh, Come a on. temple, a temple of the spirits of the whole bohemian, you know, era and culture and that idea of, you know, everything that this book is about and what my magic is about, what my grandmother's magic is about and the witchcraft I practice that is known as spectaculous is all about art is magic and magic is art. And when witchcraft and art are legendary lovers, mm. so when we can create, when we can get in that place of singing or painting or writing or making poetry, making beautiful meals, doing all of these beautiful artistic things in our world, that is when we really can stand in our power as witches and communicate. There's something supernatural about those things. So that's something that's always aligned with me. And I feel like I also call in others that also align with this. 100%. You and I, I think, are on the same wavelength in a lot of ways. And certainly loving that relationship between art and magic, I think, really resonates here. One way that I think a lot about working with magic in an artful way is to invoke not just deities, but also the spirits of other artists and other bohemian entities, if you will. And so I was really thrilled that a big through line of your book is about working with not just, you know, Hecate and Artemis and all these beautiful goddess energies, but also you're invoking like Billie Holiday and Jack Kerouac and Lou Reed and all of these people that you see as personal muses. And I'd love for you to share how that started for you and, and maybe some examples of how those energies or spirits have helped enhance your own magical practice. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question, Pam. Well, my grandmother, the way that she would work her magic was all about spirits all the time, my whole entire life, I've grown up speaking to the spirits. And she would talk about the ancestors and the spirits that looked after us. And, you know, she passed when I was 12. You know, I was growing up finding rock and roll and punk rock, you know, that kind of music that really made me feel something. I thought to myself, well, if they're on the other side, and I feel like this music has raised me, like it has informed my soul. Mm -hmm. Then I consider that an ancestor. Yes. This is a little, you know, it's a little controversial. People will be like, wait, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I feel like if you have been informed by a poet, by a writer, by a musician, so much so that they have changed your outlook on life. They raised you, honey. And that yes. is an ancestor. Yes. And you can call upon them and they are here to listen to you. And I will tell you with that story, there's a great spell in the book called Magic Bus in Bohemian Magic. And it is about calling in who do you want to be on your bus this year? Who is the people from the other side, these rock stars or poets or writers or artists that you're going to call in to help you in your journey for the year? And I will tell you that one of the most recent things that has happened to me is that when we were 
doing the work for Bohemian Magic and coming up with a design for Bohemian Magic. And I was getting the rights to all these rock and roll photos because I wanted the book to be an art spell. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to have this impact. And when you open it up, it's got all of my supernatural gods and goddesses, the rock and roll stars and the you know artists and things like that. I was talking to Raphael Gironi, who did the design of the book, and he really seemed to get it. During this time, I heard this story about the author Jacqueline Suzanne, who did Valley the Dolls. And she has this great story where she brought her manuscript in on pale pink lined paper and threw it on the desk of her editor and said, it's perfect just the way it is. And like took a jog off her cigarette and walked out the door. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like... And you know, because you write, you know what I'm talking about. There is moments when you are in the book writing process where you feel great and amazing. And there's other moments where you feel like you want to curl into a ball in your shower. Just a pile of shit. Just a (laughs) pile of shit. Yes, yes. So I did a spell to call in Jacqueline Suzanne because I wanted that vibe of this pale pink lined paper. I wanted that confidence. So I wrote her a letter and I made a bonfire and I read it to her out loud. And I said, please give me that confidence. Please have Bohemian magic, have that strength and power and confidence and say what I want to say without censoring it and just raw and to the point. And I burned the letter. And six months later, Raphael, who did not know this story, did not know this spell, sends me the first 10 pages of Bohemian Magic. Now, I sent him my grimoire so he could see like my drawings and like my tapings of pictures and things to get an idea. But my grimoire is just blank white because I like to draw. Mm -hmm. I open up the first 10 pages of Bohemian Magic and it is all on pale pink lined paper. Ah, I love Pam, it. Pam, <laughs> no, like my husband was the only person that knew this spell happened. Mm-hmm. And so not only did Jacqueline Suzanne hear me, but she was like, bitch, I'm going to put your whole book on pale pink lined <laughs> paper. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. I 100% know those moments where you're like, this spell worked. You know, you can tell me otherwise. You can tell me it's a coincidence. But no, I know that this is real. This worked. Here is the evidence. Here are Mm -hmm. the receipts. And there Mm -hmm. you are. Oh, that is so beautiful. I just love that. And also spirit has such a sense of humor too. Yes. Like she was literally like, I'm going to give you the pale pink in your own book. Like every single page. She's like, you asked for it. (laughs) She's like, I hope you like pink. (laughs) She's a literal, literal kind of deity. I love that so much. Amazing. Amazing. Such a badass. Such a badass. That's so beautiful. So I love this idea of tapping into the different energies of different we'll call them spiritual ancestors. And you were starting to talk about the magic bus spell. Can you expand upon that just a little bit more? Because I'm sure listeners are going to be like, oh, tell me more. How can I kind of pack my magic bus? 
Yes. Well, the magic bus spell I created when I was in a time of trouble and I wanted to move forward with my book. This was maybe seven years ago and I was having trouble focusing and I really wanted to bring the power to this project and think about what it is that I want to say. And I thought about the people on the other side that make me feel so good when I read them, what they transport me to a different world, authors that have been important to my past, people that have really inspired and been an ancestor to me. And I picked six of them. I put my picture in the middle because I think in witchcraft, it's very important to see ourselves sitting among them Mm. because I'm doing that, not because I'm so confident, but because I was feeling low and I needed to give myself that boost Mm. of seeing myself among them. I would light candles and I would work on my book and I would ask them for their guidance. I would set up this whole altar of them and me there in the middle and light candles and ask them to help me with the words and just let it flow out of my pen and make it happen and make it real. And so that is what I call the magic bus. (laughs) And so the magic bus, because all of the spells in Bohemian magic are names of songs. Mm -hmm. So magic bus is the idea of going into this year or whenever you want to start anew, which is anytime we want, we could start anew every single new moon. We could start a new anytime we want. We have the power to. Yes. And thinking about who do we want on that bus? So for those of you listening, if you've got a project that you really love that you are working on, that you need an extra supernatural boost, there are your ancestors and they are waiting for you. Think about who has walked those roads before you, who already knows how it goes and they can take you on this ride with them. So just invite them. Ah, I love that. And Veronica, do you recommend that people have literal photographs or pictures of them or is this something they're doing in their mind's eye? Does it not matter? I always like to print out photos. I think that doing it in your mind's eye can be fun if you want to go on a full daydream. But I always feel like the magic is more powerful if you can somehow print out the photos and then set them up in an altar. That's how I've always done it with a spell. And I feel like it's really powerful that way. Mm, Materializing your vision. I love that. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You've heard me say that Mithras candles look and smell absolutely divine. But did you know that when you buy them, you are also supporting a small business that focuses on sustainable methods and ethical practices like environmental sustainability? Using beeswax from regional honey farms, Mithras candles support the pollinators who sustain our food systems and beeswax is a carbon-neutral source material. Mithras also supports social change. They make monthly donations for social and environmental justice to organizations like the Xerxes Society for Pollinator Conservation, the National Resources Defense Council, and the NAACP. 
Lastly, as if you needed even more reasons to buy Mithras candles, beeswax candles have health benefits for your body and your home too. Burning them purifies the air of dust, mold, and other pollutants, and their golden illumination allows you to do your nightly tasks without disturbing your sleep or circadian rhythms. So what are you waiting for? Buy some Mithras candles today and go to MithrasCandle.com. That's M as in magic, I-T-H-R-A-S, Candle.com. And use offer code WITCHWAVE at checkout for 15% off your first order of 2022. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at MithrasCandle. Bring Mithras candles into your life and bask in their gorgeous glow and goodness. I'm a big fan of therapy and have seen firsthand how much talking to a professional has helped me manage my own anxiety and stress and trauma so that I can live the fullest life I possibly can. I've also seen how it's changed the lives of so many people that I care about for the better as well. And that's why I am encouraging you to check out BetterHelp which is an online counseling service that can provide you with your own licensed professional counselor to talk to via video or phone sessions. And it doesn't have to be that heavy of a topic. Maybe you just need a place to be heard and have an outside perspective on your everyday struggles with your job or your relationships. We all have so much that we're carrying with us these days between our personal issues and, need I say, global issues, and it's just a lot. And I'm telling you, talking it all through with someone who is trained and objective and not a friend or family member is such a gift because their job their actual job is to listen to you and help you work through your feelings about it all. So please consider reaching out to the folks at BetterHelp and they'll connect you with a counselor who you can start chatting with in under 24 hours. And they've been doing remote sessions since before it became the norm, so they've built a platform that's accessible, convenient, and secure. Also know that BetterHelp offers financial aid to those who qualify, and they make it really easy to switch counselors so you can find one that you truly click with. Best of all, Witchwave listeners get 10% off your first month of counseling by going to betterhelp.com witchwave. That's better, H-E-L-P dot witchwave. Please take care of your mental well-being. It is so necessary, and there is absolutely support out there for you. Do what over a million people have done already, and head on over to betterhelp.com witchwave, find a great counselor to talk to, and know that I am here rooting for you. Feel well, and take good care with BetterHelp. Welcome back to The Witch Wave. Today I'm speaking with Veronica Varlow. So, Veronica, we're talking about your beautiful book, Bohemian Magic, and I can honestly say with my hand on my heart that this is truly one of the most gorgeous magical books I have ever seen, 
And I have obnoxiously high standards. It is so beautiful. And for listeners who haven't seen it yet, you've already told us about the pink lined paper and the photographs, but can you really describe as best you can how this book looks and feels? Because I want them to get a sense of how exquisite it truly is. Well, thank you, Pam. That means a lot to me. I poured my heart into this book. And when I was writing it, I thought, I want to create this book like a treasure to pass on. And I want to put all this legacy of my grandma, Helen, in there who made such an impact on my life and I feel like made my life a better place. And I wanted to pass it on because I'm the last daughter in my line. And so it was really important to me to do something personal. And I wanted to make it look like my grimoires. So the pictures that are in there, you know, they're rock and roll stars taped in and like Frida Kahlo taped in and handwritten things that I write to help me remember who I am. It's very brightly colored. It's got all of this beautiful art. Yes, it's an art spell because I want to take you on a journey with me. I want to bring you into this world. As soon as you open this book, there are portals on these pages and you and I are going to go on this journey together. And with each journey that we take, with every single spell that we say and howl to the stars, we call our power back to us together because that is so important to me. And I wanted to have this book it's like a sweet entity. It's a friend. It's Mm -hmm. a companion because as witches, the things that we touch, the tools that we use, they have life. They come to life. We give them life. We breathe life into them. So I wanted to have this be a grimoire that is messy. It doesn't have to be perfect, There's like tape on everything because my own grimoire is held together by duct tape. And this book, they did a great treatment to it that looks like it's held together by duct tape. It's incredible. Thank you. Because I feel like there's this idea that our grimoires have to be these perfect leather bound, beautiful things that we (laughs) handwrite with a quill. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want your coffee cup ring on the corner. I want pieces of your lipstick on the page. I want all (laughs) the messy, beautifulness of beautifulness, girl. Okay. (laughs) I just made up a word. Beautifulness. Yes. <laughs> beautiful mess, beautiful mess all yes, over the yes, pages. Yes. And I think that when we honor our magic and when we have a record of them in all our beautiful, messy, wild, gorgeous lives, and that's left for somebody or left for our own future selves to go back and see, that's magic to me. Oh, well, it is really, really special. And I also loved seeing artwork by Hilma off Clint and mm, Waterhouse mm. and all of these amazing artists, too. It's really great that you got permission to reprint some of those magical artists as well. I could not go in without Hilma. Hilma is such a deep ancestor of mine. I was like, I will do whatever it takes to get the permission to reprint this. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. And <laughs> that's my girl right there. Fabulous. So, so, so beautifully done. 
Let's talk about the content of the book. You mentioned earlier that word spectaculous, the school of spectaculous, which is your own sort of style of witchcraft. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about what the school of spectaculous is, as well as what kinds of spells and offerings people can find in this book. Sure. Yeah. So spectaculous is the foundation of my grandmother's bohemian magic. And it's woven into my own and my partner, my husband, David Varlow. We both have this natural mysticism and creative vibe that we wanted to weave into my grandmother's work. So it's all of us together. I devour books on the occult. Hmm. I love reading. I love reading about magic, about witchcraft, about history. And I wasn't seeing anything that was like the bohemian magic of my grandmother, Helen. And that's why it was so important for me to put it in this book and talk about it. And you need to put a name to it because giving it a name gives it power. So that's why we named it Spectaculous. And the core principle of Spectaculous Witchcraft is about the art is magic and magic is art. And when we are sitting on the floor together, reading each other poetry by candlelight, when we're in these magical moments where it feels supernatural, these moments that we create together are the real magic. And I wanted to separate it from just being thrown in a witchcraft box, just saying, oh, it's this witchcraft, because there's something special about my grandmother's witchcraft. She was a witch of the working class. And in Bohemian Magic, you will not find how to get a mansion or how to get a car or how to have a billion dollars so you can get all these clothes and things like that. Because to me, that's not the real riches in this world. And it wasn't the real riches to my grandmother either. The real riches are those moments where, like I was just talking about, where we're like running around in the forest together and meeting up randomly when we're, you know, reading to each other, when we're singing with our full voices under the sky, when we're doing these things that why we're really here you know, society likes to sell us a bunch of things that they try to make us feel like we need to have. And this magic is the complete opposite of that. This is about going back to the wildest and truest version of you and fuck all that other stuff because it doesn't matter. And it just ends up being an anchor in our world. I just want to hang out and have fun, you know, howl under the moon. And that's the real moments. And that's the moments that are priceless that we're going to remember. I'm smiling really, really wide right now because I'm remembering how our paths first crossed, (laughs) which is a pretty (laughs) wild story in itself. There is a waterfall in Prospect Park. I've written about this waterfall. I've spoken about it before. It's like one of my magical spots that I go to when I'm doing some of my bigger offerings. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the day that Biden was finally announced that he won the election. It wasn't election day. It was a couple days later. I think it was like the 7th or something like that of November. 
And so my husband and I are wandering through Brooklyn and all these people are celebrating and just this feeling of relief for those of us who wanted this outcome was just like immense (laughs) and really celebratory. You know, people are literally dancing in the streets. We're floating through Prospect Park and my husband says to me, do you want to go to your waterfall? Which is so sweet. He wouldn't consider himself a magical person, but he's very magical to me. And I was like, that's a great idea. So we go to the waterfall so I can give this offering of just gratitude. And lo and behold, Veronica, I stumble upon a literal coven of witches, including yourself. You're wearing like pointy hats and brooms. Like it was just like wild and hilarious because this kind of stuff happens when you're a magical person. (laughs) But it was just so obvious, like, oh, now we're stumbling upon this coven of witches. And it was you and I believe members of your coven doing photos for this book, correct? Yes, yes. So actually, and it's so funny because, yeah, we were doing the photo shoot for this book and those photos are of us on the stairs and us working the cauldron are all in the book. And it was such a beautiful thing because I didn't get to meet you at that moment. Mm -hmm. And on the way out of the park, my husband, David was like, Oh my God, I met this amazing couple. And she <laughs> has this podcast. She does a witch podcast. And I was thinking in my mind, cause I adore you. I listen to every single one of your shows. I'm such a fan. I was oh, like, when he said it, I thought in my mind, if he says Pam Gersman, I'm going to lose it. I was like, what's your name? And he was like, um, Pam. And I was like, Pam Grossman. And I like freaked out. See, this is the reason why in the very first sentence of Bohemian Magic, it says your life is the greatest spell you will ever cast. Mm -hmm. Because if you are putting this vibe out there and you're working on your magic, of course, our paths are going to cross. Of course, that's going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in the same world. We're in the same vibe. We're going to find each other. It's like we're going to call out to each other in a secret language of witches. Of course, we're going to find each other. Exactly. It was so beautiful. And it just really felt like stars aligning. And I had this sense that we're meant to know each other somehow. So But listen, I want to give people a sense of some of the types of spells that are in this book because you really poured your heart and soul into it. And I know that you were very careful about the kind of spells that you wanted to include and what you already said you did not want to include. So without giving too much away because we want people to read the book, but what kinds of spells can people expect to find? Bohemian magic is about really a strong foundation in yourself, who you are, what you want, how to go out there and create your beautiful worlds, and how not to live a life that's too small for you and take chances and risks. In here, there's a lot of spells about really getting your confidence up, raising up your mojo, juicy, juicy love spells, because that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is juicy self-love spells in here. We do a self-marriage, which is a spell that we do at witch camp every year where we go into a river and we marry ourselves. And I think it's really important to commit to yourself 
commit to your magic, commit to your unique wild, which is my word of the most ancient, natural magic in you. Because I don't believe in this thing of new witches and lifetime witches. I think that if you were a little kid, you have that imagination, that intuition. We all had it. When we were little, we were the best witches we could possibly be. Yeah. Like we would create so many things and we have each one of us a unique magic to us. Now, when we grow up, things kind of pull away at that and they start to fall away and you forget your magic oftentimes. So this is as an adult, bringing back that childhood, that original wild that has always been within you and uncovering it. And that's what these spells are about. Mm, Gorgeous, gorgeous. And on that note, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. Love trying new teas. You know I do. And that's why I am strongly encouraging you to treat yourself to a cup or several from Plum Deluxe. From bold caffeinated blends to relaxing herbal teas, incredible dessert teas, or fun floral flavors, there's a delicious tea just waiting for you. I was seriously bowled over when I saw how extensive and inventive Plum Deluxe's offerings are, and I have fallen in love with several of their blends, especially their Reading Nook blend. I mean, come on. With black tea, rose, lavender, and chamomile, it is so soothing and perfect for when you want to sip something delicious while curled up with a good book, and in my case, a couple of kitties too. And the Reading Nook blend comes in either caffeinated or decaffeinated versions if you needed something a little more mellow. Every Plum Deluxe blend is made fresh in-house using only the highest quality ingredients and carefully crafted recipes. They also have a popular Tea of the Month Club, which gets you free shipping and other amazing perks. Plum Deluxe is a small business based in Oregon, and they've also built up a warm community of thousands of tea enthusiasts from all over. You are going to be so charmed by these tea blends and the people who make them. So go and visit plumdeluxe.com slash witchwave and use the VIP code witchwave to save 12% on your first order today. And remember that tea also makes a great gift. Again, that's plumdeluxe.com slash witchwave. That's plum like the fruit, deluxe, D-E-L-U-X-E dot com slash witchwave. The Path 365, Daily Direction for Ladies and Mothers, Witches and Others, is a book that allows you to open your mind, body, and spirit to a path that is uniquely yours. As a gateway spirituality guide, it weaves coping mechanisms identified in neuroscience and mental health that address mind, body, and spirit, and incorporates them into an easy-to-read daily guide. Author Susie Newell received her doctorate from the University of Cincinnati with a focus on coping mechanisms. This book gently encourages people to open their mind to a spiritual path that feels right for them. Like a daily oracle read for the soul, 
The Path 365 takes you through a journey of positive self-discovery and encourages you to incorporate your practice into every aspect of your being. Whether you have a solid spiritual practice already or are exploring your options, The Path 365 is a unique guide to creating a path of your own. Visit them at thepath365.com for ordering options. And be sure to use code WITCHWAVE for free shipping. And you can give The Path 365 a follow on your favorite social media platform. We are all in this thing together. Create a path that works for you. Would you like even more WitchWave? Then come join us on Patreon, where you'll get bi-weekly bonus WitchWave Plus episodes, ad-free WitchWave episodes, and detailed show notes for all. Rewards also include magical merch and giveaways, early heads up about my workshops before they sell out, and all backers get access to our exclusive digital coven, where I lead monthly rituals and video chats, and where you can connect to a community of other wonderful witches. So head on over to patreon.com witchwave and sign up. It's a fabulous way to get more magic in your life and to support the show. Thanks so much. Welcome back to The Witch Wave. Today, I'm speaking with Veronica Varlow. So Veronica, you were talking about how children are so magical and we all have this innate wild, as you call it. But I'd love to hear specifically about you and what called you to magic. You know, certainly your grandma Helen is someone whose name you've invoked several times over our conversation and throughout your book. Can you share a little bit more about how you knew you were a witch and what made you kind of decide to make this your full-time vocation? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, my grandmother, Helen, there's a story that I love to share because I feel like it was a crossroads moment and it changed the course of my life. And I was about seven years old. I was getting teased by the kids at school, which I think happened to all of us. And I came home and I was crying because I feel like it was the first time in my life that I encountered mean people. And I didn't understand it. I didn't Mm. understand why that was happening. I talked to my grandmother and I was crying and she brought me out to this dock on the lagoon and it was the springtime. And she was brushing my hair and letting me talk about what happened. And then when I was done, she took the clump of hair of mine out of the brush and she put it beside me and put a tiny little rock at the corner of it to hold it down so it wouldn't blow in the breeze. And we sat there. It was probably like 10, 20 minutes. And a little brown bird came flying in and picked a piece of the hair and flew away. And then came back in and picked a piece of the hair and flew away. Mm. And my grandmother turned to me and said, that bird is making a nest with the strands of your hair. And baby birds are growing up singing their first song nestled in your hair. Why would you even care what those people think about you? And that was a game changer for me 
Oh my goodness. That was my grandmother giving me permission to be magic and just be like, it's cool. Those people that are teasing me, they're dealing with their own thing at home. It's not about me. I'm just going to focus on my own magic. Mm. And what's interesting about that is I was telling this story recently and somebody said to me, you know, I would be mad because I would want my witchy grandma to hex the bullies. And I was like, well, look, the thing is, we have always been the outsiders. So there's always going to be bullies. There's always going to be people that don't understand us. And that was the moment that if my grandmother would have told me how to hex the bullies, which she didn't do, then I would have spent my whole life worrying about them Mm -hmm. and hexing the bullies all the time. But instead she was like, girl, please, why are you even worrying about that? Yes. Baby birds are growing up nestled in your hair. And that is the path that we're going down. That's the crossroads moment. That is the path we're going down. And that is what every single year in the springtime, I always put my hair out for the birds. My left-hand side of my body, which my grandmother would say the non-dominant side of your body is the spirit side. So I've got the feathers just in my hair on just the left-hand side of my body for her, for the stories of the birds. And I feel like that became part of my own mythology. And I invite every single beautiful witch that is listening to this podcast right now and this circle that I'm imagining in our mind, leave your hair out for the birds and let those baby birds grow up singing their first song nestled in your hair and feel the power of that and the connection to nature Ah. because that is some real bohemian witchcraft right there (laughs) (laughs) beautiful i love that so much you write in the book though that for a while you got a little bit away from your magic and then you found your way back and now you're just this incredible artful, bohemian, full-time, glamorous love witch. So for those who might feel a little less attached to their magic or they might feel like they've strayed from the path a little bit or just looking to boost their magical signal a little bit more, I think they might find it inspiring to hear that even you kind of had to find your way back to it. So how did that happen for you? Well, you know, the thing is, Pam, is that you know, I grew up in this beautiful, magical space. And then when I was 12, my grandma passed, my parents had this really intense divorce. You know, Mm. I was moving to New York, I was on my own, I did not have a lot. And my priority was keeping a roof over my head. And I was so busy. And I had so much going on. And it seemed like just so much craziness happened at once that I forgot about my magic. I turned my back on my magic because I was struggling to survive. Mm. In my mind, I wanted to do all these things. I wanted to do burlesque and I wanted to teach magic and I wanted to meet other magical people. And I wanted to have this like amazing, beautiful world, but it was just in my mind. Because in my real life, I was working as a temp and I hated my job, hated my life. And I just really disconnected from everything that I was about. And that happens. I think that that's something that happens in life. And I one day was volunteering at an animal shelter in Williamsburg. How old were you? thereabouts mid 20s at that point and I feel like that's the point where it's like that's when it happens like that's when you're like wait a minute what is life all about I just need to get a paycheck every week Mm -hmm. so I really got in a bad way at that moment 
who started volunteering in an animal shelter in Williamsburg. And I was walking this Rottweiler. There was a sound that happened. A car was backing up. I was sitting down on the ground and he was kind of sitting near me. What happened was the sound of like the beep, beep, beep Mm -hmm. of the car coming back frightened the dog. And as I whipped my head around to see that the driver saw us and wasn't going to hit us, I think it frightened the dog and the dog attacked me in the face. Mm. Next thing I know, I'm on the ground. His paws are on my shoulders. He ripped from the corner of my nose, like straight through and nearly blinded me in my left eye. And that Pam That was another crossroads moment. That dog, without a doubt in my mind, that is one of my spirit guides for sure, was like, wake up, girl. You are losing time. You go and get your life right now. Because when I was laying on the hospital table and it took them eight hours to put me back together and they couldn't put me under because I was in too much shock, I stared at the ceiling and I thought to myself, why haven't I done the things in life that I wanted to do? Mm. And it all came back to worrying about what other people thought about me, that like primal fear. And my grandma used to say, fear is just forgetting everything is all right. That's what it stands for. Mm. And so in that moment, when they were operating on me, I thought to myself, you know what? This is a wake up call. When I get out of here, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it. And my hope in telling this story is that other people won't have to go through that and know that you are so precious and your time here, your days here are so beautiful. And so if that paycheck job is getting you down, you don't need all of this additional stuff. Like the world tries to make us feel like we need all these material objects to prove who we are. And it's just a lie. And when I gave that up and was just like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do burlesque. I'm going to do my thing. And I went out there and started doing it, threw myself into it. And I believe because my heart was so wide open and I believe because the doors opened Mm -hmm. when we do what we are meant to do, the doors start to open and then life really started to take off for me. And it's because I trusted my magic more than I trusted the paycheck at the temp job. Oh my goodness. What a story. Well, I'm still feel compelled to say I'm so sorry you had to go through that, even though I'm sure you're going to tell me that you're glad it happened because he put you on the path that you're on. But my goodness. So you started performing burlesque. It sounds like got back into your own spellcraft too at that point. Yes. And you talk in your book about needing a permission slip or giving yourself permission to be your most magical self to really connect to your electric wild as you write in the book so beautifully. So I would love for you to maybe help us wind down a little bit by sharing this permission magic because that's a part of the book that I really loved that really resonates with me. And I think it might help unlock people, especially as we're beginning this new year and maybe people are feeling a little stuck or a little fuzzy right now. I certainly have those feelings (laughs) myself. So maybe I'm just projecting. 
Sure. Well, I created this idea of a permission slip in my spell casting. And I wrote this in the very front of my grimoire because I feel like it's important for us to remind ourselves who the fuck we are, especially when we are feeling low or feeling bad, because those times are going to happen. You know, writing yourself a permission slip is going to really get you in that strong mode. And what I want to do. I'd love to read this permission slip. It's in Bohemian Magic. It's ripped straight from my own grimoire. Like literally the page was ripped out. We scanned (laughs) it and it's in the book. So this is how it goes for all of you witches out there. I'm sending you so much love. And if you just close your eyes wherever you are, unless you're driving, listen to this later and close your eyes and just like really think about these words. So the permission slip might look like this. This is what mine looks like. I grant myself permission to stand in my full power. I grant myself permission to be vulnerable, raw, and true to myself without shame. I grant myself permission to invoke the wisdom in my bones from this lifetime and from all others before it. I grant myself permission to tap into the legacy of my ancestors and the knowledge buried in my DNA, both known and unknown to me. I create with my word. I speak spells into existence. I weave my destiny with all of the love, power, and divinity that courses through the blood in my veins. See it, be it, so be it. (sighs) So mote it be. Oh, Veronica, gorgeous, glorious. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that right now. So I imagine other people are going to feel the same when they're listening. And do you recommend that people write those exact words for themselves or maybe write their own permission slip? What do you want the takeaway to be for people? I feel like when you write your own, it gives it more power. That being said, you can definitely use mine as a jump off point or use things that call to you and put them in your own words or use my words or mix them together whatever makes you feel the best, but really write that down. Start a grimoire if you don't have one, because honor your magic. It's important. It's important. And when you write it down, it's real. And so when you write this down and do your own permission slip and you're having a bad day, you could go back and you can read that out loud and you can remember who you are because sometimes you'll forget. And I think it's important to always remember that and to stand in your power. So, ah, beautiful. I am definitely going to do this for myself this year. I could use a little more alignment. So I'm so grateful to you for sharing that with us today, for sharing it in your book. 
I'm so grateful to you for just all of the beauty and the magic that you bring into the world and the kindness and the goodness. I really feel your heart, Veronica, truly, truly. And Pam, I just wanted to say before we end about how grateful I am for you and all the work that you do in the world, because you are casting this sound spell on the airwaves and you are reaching people that may not be able to be out there and say that they're witches and you're reaching all over the world and you are a beacon of light for people that maybe will never be able to tell you that. And I want to speak that and say thank you for all of the work you do. Thank you so much. I I receive that. And I'm so glad that we get to do these things together. Veronica, I know people are going to want to watch you dance and read your book and go to your witch camp and all of this. How can people find you and connect with you and your magic? Well, you can find me at lovewitch.com. So that's super easy. It's L-O-V-E-W-I-T-C-H and.com. And I have a witch academy and I teach tarot and love magic and all sorts of good things. And you can also find me on Instagram at Veronica Varlow, which is Veronica and with a C and Varlow is V-A-R-L-O-W. And I do Tarot Tuesdays there every week and I do lives every week. So I'm there to support and we can go on this awesome journey together. Wonderful. Well, I'm so honored that I got to go on this journey with you during this conversation. Veronica, thank you again so much for being here and sharing your magic with us today. Thank you, Pam. And thank you, everybody who's listening. Sending love out to all the witches all over the world. That's it for the show. Thank you again to Veronica Varlow for sharing her bohemian bewitchment with me. Do you have questions, feedback, need some witchly advice, or just want to share something magical that happened to you recently? Drop us an email at witchwavepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and you just might make it on the Witchwire. The Witchwave is a phantasmophile production written and produced by me, Pam Grossman. This episode was recorded and edited by Josh Wilcox and myself. Our theme music is the song Hand and I by Lycanthia. Special thanks go to Matt Freeman, Laura Antal, and Cece Pascal. You can check out information about this and other episodes on our website and now by Witchwave merch at witchwavepodcast.com. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and give us lots of sparkly stars. It really, truly makes a difference and helps other people find the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WitchWavePod. And you can check out my witch emoji for iPhone by going to witchemoji.com or downloading it in the App Store. Please consider ordering my book, Witchcraft, or picking up my book, Waking the Witch, which is available everywhere now. And if you want more WitchWave or you would just like to support the show, please join us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash witchwave. Thank you so much for listening. Witches are the future. I'll catch you next time on The Witch Wave. <laughs>